Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 379, recorded live on Sunday, September 28th, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man who had family in the town visiting, Dave Pillay. Hello. And the man who went out of town to visit family, Andy Lowe. Hi. You, uh, you had a bit of a party last night. Yes, it was my brother's bachelor party. How did that go? Went good. Okay. Got to play some pinball, too. Woo, pinball. I feel like that's going to be, like, one of my wants. The things? A, one of my, like, wants. When I have my own man cave, I'm going to want a pinball machine in there. Really? Kate, you can play pinball, too. It, do, it doesn't have to be actually in a man cave, Andy. No, it doesn't have to be in the man cave, but I feel like I want to own a pinball machine at some point in my uh, life. Okay, so a, a full-blown pinball machine. Let's yep, see. full-blown uh, pinball machine. Stern Pinball, the Avengers Pro Arcade Pinball Machine, is $6,000. Okay, so not a brand spanking new pinball machine. And ships with Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope two day shipping <laughs> two day shipping <laughs> you can get the the slightly less brand new the uh transformers pro arcade pinball machine for five thousand dollars or I could go to eBay and see how much the Indiana Jones or the Star Trek or the Adams family oh why would why would you do one that you know really well already because i I don't know it's one of those things where you like it's it's a classic okay. Uh, so there is, I, I should point out to you, there is one company that makes pinball machines. Yes, I know that. Okay. Man, what a, what a sweet gig for that company. <laughs> like, we are the only people in the world who actually still make pinball. Ooh. Okay, so the Attack from Mars pinball machine is, uh, yeah. Yeah. 9,000, 11,000. Whoa! Well, because it's not made anymore. No. And it's an amazing pinball game. That's that's the one that has, like, the TV screen in it? No, that's uh, Revenge from Mars. Attack from Mars, from Mars was the first okay. one. Uh, ooh. Okay, so let's take a look and see at the store. What do they have available? Bumpernets.com. Oh, we could get Star Trek The Next Generation for three grand. That would be better. That's not bad. No, that's also a fun one. X-Men Pro for $4,600. Tron! Tron, Andy! There's a Tron pinball machine. Andy, there's a Tron pinball machine. Well, granted, if I wanted to go see about buying a pinball machine, I would probably go to Pinball at the Zoo. There is a Tron pinball machine. Yes, but Kalamazoo hosts... A pinball expo every year. Does it have the Tron pinball machine? I'm not sure, but it one year had... Then uh, it is worthless to me. Yes, but it had the Twilight Zone pinball. I'm glad that you added zone, because there was a pause there, a very minuscule pause, and I was very concerned for a second. No, 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 the Twilight Zone pinball deck is like the... Oh... That is like a that it, it's literally a work of art almost. Many of these machines are yes, like no, yeah. the Tron pinball machine. Okay, so the question is: Is it original Tron or is it the oh, remake no, it's, Tron? It's Tron Legacy, which is garbage. But there's got to be an actual Tron pinball machine that is not Tron Legacy. I mean, come on. There's a Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, there's tons of pinball machines. I played uh, Metallica and Family Guy. That one was actually kind of surprising. Like Family Guy. No, I'm, I know we're not going to get Family Guy, but I was just kind of surprised. <laughs> I was like, Family Guy? Wow. So do you, do you have to buy the pinballs if you have a pinball machine? Probably. Does it come with them? Because I'm looking on, on Amazon, and after all the machines, there's like, you can buy actual pinballs. 
I, I guess if that's if you want to make your own. Oh, I could buy cue ball wizard for uh, 1500 Yeah, we need a place to put the ball, pinball machine before we actually, you know, buy it. X-Files, I could get that for two grand. A 60-in-1 multi-arcade cocktail table for $1,500. Oh, original Star Trek. You could get that for 3200 Oh, God, these things are so expensive. Yep. Miss Pac-Man and Galaga, you want to guess? Nope. $3,000. I don't doubt it. Star Wars Trilogy, call for pricing. Uh, oh, maybe. You actually have to call them for the price. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, but yeah, pinball. Fun. I like pinball. Ugh. So how's the family, Dave? They're good. We uh, we got to basically get work done around the house. Uh, a lot of gardening got done this weekend. Went to Costco, got a new car. What? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Uh, my mom recently purchased a new car and, as is tradition, offered the previous car to us uh, for for basically what she would get at the dealer. So Ah, yes, we, I know that plan. Yep, so we had to arrange for the transfer of cars. So ah. there is now a car sitting in the street that used to be in the garage because there's a new car in the garage. Gotcha. Sounds like home. Yay. Yeah, except that we're, we're getting rid of this extra car. <laughs> Don't spoil my memories. The the memories of like the four cars in the driveway? Four cars in the driveway. There was one, two, three, four, five. I was I was assuming that one or two were in the garage. Nope. Because there's no room in your garages there. Nope. Because your parents don't throw things out, do they? Nope. Okay. When you when you went and assisted on the the hoarder, oh, you did coupons, right? Yes, extreme uh, extreme couponing. Cu- couponing. Okay, because I, I thought for a second maybe you did hoarders, and like, no. did it just feel like home or something? No, 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 we did couponing. Okay, have you sent in your parents' information for hoarders? No, oh no, 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 no. Can you do that anonymously? I don't know, but I don't want to. No, nope. Don't want all that stuff exposed. I'm good. Okay, not living there anymore. Nope. not my problem. Yep. So speaking of houses Uh-oh. and homes, Uh-oh. PlayStation Home. Oh, wow. We're just jumping right in then. Boom. Well, it was perfect. I, well, I guess. I mean, I usually like a little more more talk beforehand, but I guess if you want to jump right into it. It's been about 10 minutes. That's normally oh. what I try and do for the, the, the jibber-jabber. There's no way that was 10 minutes of jibber-jabber. I'm staring at a time-elapsed code right now. From when you pressed record? Yes. And that was 10 minutes? Yes. Talking about your... Oh, because oh, like three or four minutes of it was searching for pinball machines. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I will... Do you have a that. hard time telling time, Dave, without a clock? Do you just not have an internal clock? I actually have a pretty decent one for uh, five seconds, six seconds, two seconds, a minute, and 15 minutes. Well, 13 minutes. 13 minutes. That's an odd one. Yep. (laughs) It was the length of a game of laser tag. Ah, okay. So that makes more sense. So I I got pretty good at being like, I think it's been about 13 minutes. I should start walking towards the door. What? That that was Kate because uh, the White Sox just tied up Kansas City. Neither of those teams is Detroit. No, but... Why is this important? <laughs> because Detroit is one game ahead of Kansas City right now on the final game of the season. 
So okay. if Detroit loses and Kansas City wins, then Detroit and Kansas City will have to play a pl- uh, 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 one game to see who wins the Central Division and who is the second wild card or the first wild card. And and what happens if Detroit wins? If Detroit wins, then Detroit's the Central, and then it doesn't matter. Okay, so if Detroit wins, we don't really care about Kansas City at all. Yes. It's only really if Detroit loses do we need to worry about Kansas City. Yes. So why are we worrying about Kansas City? Because right now Detroit's only up by one, and Minnesota um, seems to just run over Detroit for some crazy reason. Like, it's literally just their average against all other teams in the Major League Baseball. Yeah. They, they score on an average of four runs a game. Okay. Detroit. It's pretty high, isn't it? It's not too bad. But specifically against Detroit, they score over six runs a game. Okay. And last night's game, I think it was uh, 12-3. to three. That's a really high baseball score. Yeah. And the night, I think the night before, they got 15 hits or 16 hits. It's, for some odd reason, the Twins are just our kryptonite because they can yeah. just hit against sure us. Sure enough, 12-3 yesterday. Yep. That sucks. So that's why we're still paying attention to Kansas City and Chicago White Sox. Because one run... But they're playing against the White Sox. Yeah, and the White Sox are okay. Okay. <laughs> Baseball! Technically, well, Kate technically brought this one up, but I wasn't going to talk about it. I was trying to talk about PlayStation Home. Yeah, so PlayStation Home, what about it? Well, it's shutting down. Yes, it is. Remember, PlayStation Home was for the PlayStation 3, and it was that Second Life-ish kind of thing that Sony was trying to do with the PlayStation 3 to be, hey, we can do online stuff too, and our stuff is better than Xbox Live because we actually give you a virtual space to hang out in. Not Great. realizing that most people didn't care about a virtual space. Nope. Uh, and this was the like, hey, you can go bowling, except there were a finite number of bowling lanes in a computer generated world. Why would you have a finite number of anything like that? I'd, I don't know. Well, PlayStation Home is shutting down. So if you have that PlayStation 3 and you need to get your bowling fix, hurry up. No, I I, I think I'm good. Granted, I don't do even own, own a PS3. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, do you own a PS3, Andy? No, I, I'm trying to figure out why I would want to own a PS3. And I think the, the reason I would want to own a PS3 is probably... Um, Last of Us. Last of Us, uh, the Uncharted series. Mm-hmm. Do you want to borrow a PS3? <laughs> No, I'm good. Are you sure? Because I, I don't really use it all that much. I can't actually tell you the last time I turned on my 360, if that gives you any indication of what, my console game. What games game. have you been playing lately, Andy? What games have, have I you been, been playing games? Uh, let's look at my Steam list. Hello, Steam. Sorry, I don't have Steam loaded while we're recording, so... That's, that's probably for the better. Okay, connecting. Updating Steam and information, damn it. Stupid automatic updates. Yeah. Okay. Recent games. I have played Zuma's Revenge, Space Chem, and then uh, Terraria, Civ Five, and Surgeon Simulator. How long ago did you play these? Zuma's Revenge I played last week. Same with Space Chem. Okay. Terraria I think was uh, when you were with me. When I when I got you to play it. Yeah. Like a month and a half ago. And then Civ Five and Surgeon Simulator were before that. Okay. A lot of it has been Hearthstone. <laughs> just been playing a lot of hearthstone not a lot of hearthstone i just do the daily quests when i have a chance okay i am currently ranked 13 which actually puts me higher than 75 percent of the people playing hearthstone well done well done did you see this isn't a topic uh but it, it could be did you see someone made a physical copy of hearthstone really yep 
Someone oh. made a, a bootleg copy where they print all the cards. Oh, jeez. So you that... can make your deck and you can play against other people physically with Hearthstone. That I is... don't know how it handles certain things like copy a random card from your opponent's deck. Or one of those things where it's like um, when you have one of the guys die, it's pull a random uh, secret out of your deck and put it into play. And it's like, well, how does that work? You search through your deck, find the secret, put it in play, and then shuffle your deck. Yeah. I feel like it would work if you had a third party who did all that stuff. Eh, it works. Let's see. I'm trying to find out where it said. You're better than you think. I want to see exactly where I am on the list. Oh, I have to get above 10 to be in the top uh, 7%. Wow. That is a lot of Hearthstone. Yeah. 25 to 15 is 75% of the players. 15 to 10 is 17.5%. 10 to are, 5 is 5.5. You are 5. in that 5. top or yes. it is that? It is that amount. Okay. So the, the top... The bottom 75% are from 25 to 15. The next 17.5% up is 15 to 10. The next 5.5% up is 10 to 5. 5 to 1 is 2%, and then 0.5% are legendaries. I'm not going to get there. Not this this season. No. But eventually. Maybe. It's just like in WoW, it's, it's perseverance. But you, I, you could be Grandmaster, you just have to keep playing all day. But I don't want to play all day, and if I did play, I'd rather play the arena. Well, then you will never make Legendary. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So what have you been playing? Um, couple things on the phone. Colossatron. That's a silly name. Yep, it, you are a giant robot snake thing destroying cities. Okay, then. Um... What else have I been playing? Hack and Slash, which we'll talk about later. Okay. Rogue Legacy. Mm. Play with Puppy. He's right behind me right now, actually. He's on the ground, mm. just laying down. Of course he's on the ground, but he's laying down. He could be lying on a couch or on a table or something. There is no couch in this room. Oh, well then never mind. I'm upstairs in the office. There are two desks, two bookshelves, three chairs. Mm. There's some pillows. He could have been on the pillows, but the pillows are on the ground. So speaking of video games. How about speaking of World of Warcraft and Perseverance oh. in World of Warcraft? Oh, Titan. Project Titan. Something we've talked about many a time on this Blizzard's podcast. sci-fi-based MMO, which seven years ago, with the monumental success of World of Warcraft, they were saying, we're going to do another one. We're going to do something else. It won't be WoW. It'll be different. It'll be big. It'll be expansive. It'll be like top-tier technology. Seven years later, uh, let's see, they, they have tried to scrap it and start over. They transferred it between a couple different teams. They've had two or three people try and head the project. At this point, Blizzard has said, we're killing it, that they are canning the project. They say they didn't find it fun. We didn't find the passion. We talked about how we put it through a reevaluation period, and actually, what we reevaluated is whether the game's really whether that's the game we really wanted to be making. The answer is no. Wow, that that was oh, think about that. If you got hired in to do that, and you're working at the same job for seven years. Okay, well, so first off, first off, you're getting paid for. Yes. Is, is it yeah. is it disappointing that the game isn't getting made? Absolutely. Uh, but research happens like this is this is not just development for the sake of development. Right. You are coming up with new ways to do things. You're coming up with a different engine. You're coming up with better methods, better functions that you can use tricks of the trade. And so Blizzard still benefits from seven years of development. True. Seven years of let's try this. How's that? Nope, that's not working. OK, we won't do that again. And now that they transfer the 
these people to other right, games. They're, they're going to move them to other teams. Other things are going to happen. It frees up the resources. And I, I spend a lot of time reading uh, a lot of the kind of opinions on this and the analyses of this. And there are some points out there that really do make a lot of sense. And the biggest one is that Blizzard made this them. They made this point themselves. They are not an original company. Blizzard doesn't come up with their own ideas. If you look at the major successes from Blizzard, what are they? Which is uh, to say pretty much everything they've made. What are they? Sequels. Not necessarily sequels, but reimaginings. So World of Warcraft is EverQuest. Yes. It is a super highly polished, refined EverQuest. Diablo's what, Gauntlet, maybe? Yep. StarCraft and Warcraft was based off of Dune. Like, literally, they saw Dune and said, let's do that. Uh, Lost Vikings is Lemmings. Blizzard has always looked at it and said, hey, that looks fun. Let's do something like that. We can probably do it better. Even their new stuff, Hearthstone. Magic. It's Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Polished, made very easy, made very friendly. It's super easy to get into. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Heroes of the Storm is Dota. Dota, yeah. Again, polished, super easy to get into, very low learning curve, very high mastery level. So Titan wasn't really based on anything. Titan was, hey, let's do another World of Warcraft, but not World of Warcraft. And it kind of just floundered. Fizzled out. Now, if it really was, Project Titan was like StarCraft Online. That's, that, that's sad. It's a terrible loss. But uh, whatever, it happens. Yep. It means that they've moved resources to other things. Maybe they'll make another RTS. Maybe. Uh, it also shows you kind of a, a really interesting take on it. Blizzard is not their own company. No, no, they're not. It is Activision Blizzard. And Activision is, is kind of the responsible group for not responsible in the sense of like morally responsible, but um, they are the ones who, who make the final call. And that Blizzard could go and say, we're canning this project. And to have Activision say, OK, after seven years of sinking money into it, that's huge. That says a lot about what Blizzard can and cannot do. Well, it's kind of like, uh, I just always see those those movie star families where one sibling's a movie star, but the other one is their manager. Where it's One person's <laughs> got talent, but the other person is still in charge of the money. But the person, the talent says, I'm not going to do it. And the manager's going to be like, okay, does that, does that seem like a, a, an analogy or no? No, I, I think it's more the manager respects the employee enough to say like, the employee goes to the manager and says, this is a bad idea. We can pump something out, but it's going to be a waste. It's going to ruin our reputation. We want to just move on from this. And the manager trusting the employee to say, yeah, nope, you're right. Okay, yeah, that does sound better. It's not the employee saying like, I don't really want to do this. It's the employee saying, this is a really bad idea. Mm. Let's not do this. So, what else we got here? Speaking of... Uh, Steam. Ste yeah, speaking of video games, Steam. Steam. Steam, 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 Steam. Big week for Steam. Yes. Holy shit, what happened to my Steam front page? I don't know. I saw that too. I'm like, what the hell just happened? I, I just like, I, I was doing stuff. I walked out of the room. I came back and I looked at Steam and said, wait a minute. <laughs> It's one of those things like Steam would like to update. Okay, sure. And then it opens up and I'm like, what? <laughs> That's not what? Steam. <laughs> Wait, where's, where is everything? What the hell is going on? So, yeah, Steam's front page updated. Yeah. It's supposed to be a much more uh, personalized storefront. So putting up the games that Steam thinks you will like. 
Okay, let me just say this. Um, I'm going to open up my Steam and tell you exactly what's in my queue, quote unquote. Okay, and- but with with respect to that, keep in mind this is still brand new. Yes. So they don't necessarily have all the data in there, just the infrastructure for the data. But still, but I ahead. have yeah. Go ahead. I have, go ahead. I have a large number of games, so there's yes. a large base of information that they could work off of. Well, first off, let me pause all my downloads because it is popular. Because it is a top seller. Side note: Half Life because... Two, Half Life Two, Episode One, and Team Fortress Two are all updating. Ooh, that's a little sketchy. Half Life Two and TF Two. Yeah, interesting. Fight the Dragon. Okay, I might I'm... want to look at that. That looks like a fun game. Oh, it's early access. $15 early access. Uh, okay. So my, my discovery queue. All right. First one, Goat Simulator. It's in my queue because it's popular. Yep. Next in queue, Wasteland 2 because it's popular. Yep. Because it's popular. Be- because it's popular. What the heck? My queue is entirely I, I have just... one because it's a top seller. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, here's one even better. This game is on your discovery queue just to see if you might be interested. <laughs> So I, I am all for personal recommendations, but this is not personal recommendation. This is, hey, this yet, game's popular. Yet, you want to buy it? Yeah, give it, give it a chance. Yeah, I know. I need to give it a chance. I need to stay to these things. I'm not interested in this. I'm not interested in this. I need to call my cue. Yep, Crypt of just, the Necro Dancer. I will follow that one. That's a maybe. So Steam updated their, their store. Yes. The way their store looks. Uh, they also added something. What'd they add? A music player. Really? Yes. If you go to your library in Steam, there's a new section. You have games, software, and music. Wait, if I go to where? Your library. Okay. And if you hover over library, it says games, games software, software, music. Music. There's a music player built into Steam. Got Why? Fortress 2, Portal. Huh. So you'll notice it, it only has like the Valve products in it right now Yeah. when you start. That's because it hasn't actually scanned the hard drive for music. But if you go to Steam, Settings, Music, you can define folders and then you can tell Steam to scan. My iTunes database is a little large. I'm, I'm, I think that's an overnight That's an overnight scan. Yep, yep. Just do it overnight. Let it run. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it pulls in all of your MP3s and various other formats. Can I just tell it to just scan my entire computer for MP3 files and just see what it finds? Yeah, but you probably don't want to. Well, I guess I know there's going to be a lot of uh, bloops Garbage. and bloops. Yeah, but you certainly can. But still, it's like put, in your, put in your root drive, say yeah. scan subfolders, and let it go. Why? This is my question, though. Why bother? Um, oh, maybe. Steam big picture mode? Not just big picture mode. Linux version. Ah. To make it easier for Steam boxes so that... Because I just, you know, when I want my own music, I run iTunes behind Steam. Yeah. But yeah, if, if they're selling a Steam machine, they want you to be able to just do it in Steam. So that, that makes sense to me. But still, yeah, I think everybody else would be like, oh, music player. Okay, so I have to transfer all my stuff over again. Nope. I mean, let it run in both places. Yeah. Why transfer it over? True. So Steam, music, woo! So speaking of streaming. Yeah. The Amazon Twitch buyout is official. It is Good now, for them. It is now closed, and uh, Amazon's long-term plans are still unclear of what they want to do with Twitch. But they've said Twitch is largely going to remain unchanged for a while. 
I think as we talk about what ideas we want to pursue or roll them out and work together over time, we see this as a tremendous opportunity for the games industry and for gamers in general. A tremendous opportunity to do what? They don't know. They're going to talk about it and then maybe figure out something. Because, yes, it is a tremendous opportunity for certain people to make lots of money. Yes. I don't think that's what they would have stated publicly, but you never know. They're going to talk about it. They're going to figure out some stuff. They're going to roll it out. And they'll, they'll see what happens. Yeah. Because that's totally always a good thing for the consumer. So for the most part right now, they're just letting Twitch do Twitch's thing. Yes. It's the, hey, we bought you, keep running for now, and we'll, we'll talk about where we want to go with it. Well, if you think about it, Amazon bought Woot, right? Has Woot yeah. really changed other than, you know, selling everything in like 30 different storefronts? Uh, you mean the fact that they are no longer a deal-a-day website? Yeah. So they changed their core business model? Well, they still have the deal-a-day. Which sometimes has more than one. Yes. They also have Woot Plus. <laughs> Okay, so they've they've seriously expanded what Woot is. They changed the core business model. Yeah. I'm not sure what point you were trying to make there, Andy. I don't know. I think it got shot down. Yeah. Woot is is actually very different now. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Or the ad that shows up at the top of the page now. Yeah, okay. So um, I, can, I can shift gears on this one. Oh, okay. Okay, so Amazon. You can buy Ninja Master Prep Pro on. Go ahead, I, sorry. What? I, I, was, I went to Woot. No, you're not supposed to and go there. Well, you're not supposed to go there now. There's good things on there, though. Close there's the, things that I want. Close the tab. But there's a colander scoop, Andy. Close the You Just close the tab. You can go back later. But if I go back later, it might be sold out. It's probably not going to be sold this out. Is, Okay, it's closed. Promise you, honestly, it is It is closed. Okay. On a side note, I don't see that colander scoop on mine. It's on home.wootplus. Oh, God, there's so many different things to look at. Wait, but, hey, you told me to close it. <laughs> yes. And you closed it also, too. Uh, yeah, it is closed. So Amazon talks about doing their whole drones, right? Delivery drones. Yes. Yeah. Um. You've heard of DHL, right? The delivery company. The delivery company that, you know, isn't UP... The, the one you go, wait a second, this isn't UPS or FedEx? Yeah, the, the yellow trucks. Yes. Yeah, I really... I, I used to really, really like them. They also... Oh, God, they're the ones who, who played the prank, aren't aren't they? What prank? So DHL made... Uh, I swear we talked about this. They, they painted some cardboard boxes, some regular shipping boxes, uh, with temperature-sensitive paint. And so what they point what they painted was DHL is faster. And then they shipped them through UPS and they shipped them to like these really hard to find addresses. So that the paint is temperature sensitive and so when they are cold you don't see it. And so they froze the boxes before dropping them off to be delivered. So as the boxes were sitting in the truck, they warmed up. Oh, that's mean. So you have these. Oh, and they were they were huge boxes. Like they were light, but they were just enormous. So you had these guys in like UPS uniforms delivering these giant boxes that say DHL is faster. Okay, so just I I went to an update about this. Uh, DHL didn't actually do the prank. It was actually done by a German ad agency. Hired by... Not hired. It was the result of an internal creative competition held by the ad agency. Yeah. Really? Yes. Bullshit. DHL said we had no part of it. We're not not upset. Bullshit. 
I call bullshit. They, they, I, I don't they literally said, it. we're not angry about it, but we didn't do it. I call bullshit. Right. So anyway, uh, DHL has actually put drone delivery into use. Good for them. Like, it's actually gone live. There is now DHL drones delivering packages. Isn't that illegal in certain areas? Uh, they are using them to deliver small parcels to a German island, 12 okay. kilometers into the North Sea. Okay. Um, inhabited by 2,000 people. And well, they are... F- it's convenient for those 2,000 people. They are flying under 50 meters to avoid entering regulated air traffic corridors. And it's a entirely automated route where they will basically land at the DHL facility on the island. And then a courier will then deliver the goods to the recipient. Very cool. So... Amazon's like, yeah, we're going to start working on drones. And DHL's is like, yeah, we'll, we'll do that too. And lo and behold, it's actually uh, working. Mostly the deliveries now are medication and other urgently needed items that can fit inside the small container. I am okay with that. Yeah. Definitely okay with that. So what other flying things do we got? F-22 actually saw combat, really? Yeah. You know the, uh, the U.S. strikes in Syria against ISIS? Yes. Those were flown with the F-22 Raptor. What? Ten years later. Oh, seven years later. What do you mean, what? I, it was, the F-22 always was just, as we talked about on this podcast, just a comedy of errors. Well, no more so than the F-35. True. That's what we talked about last week. Oh, was it the F-35 that we talked about? Yeah. We haven't, we haven't talked about the 22 in a while, the Raptor. Yeah. The F-22 is a gorgeous, gorgeous piece of machinery. We talked about the F-35. That one looked like... That was the silly one. And we talked about the F-35 because we were talking about Boeing and Boeing versus Lockheed. Yes. Uh, but the F-22, I mean, just go to Google Images and search F-22. No, it does look nice. That is a pretty aircraft. But still, there's been... <laughs> yeah, well, I, it, tons of things that grounded it. Oh. Uh, but let's see. What, what facts do we have? Ta-da. Signals in. Ta-da. Design, overview, development, ban on exports. No, we're not going to sell this one overseas. This is ours. Uh, no, we, we actually do sell a lot of our planes overseas. Damn it. That's, Andy, why do you think our, like, expenditures on military is huge? Because a lot of people like our shit. And we sell it to them. America spends a shit ton of money on defense so other countries don't have to. True. It's pretty. Mach 2.25? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Still not as fast as the Blackbird. No, but not many things can go. Nothing. No kind planes. Of funny. I was actually just reading about uh, the Blackbird because I was reading uh, Cardinal and the Kremlin, nice. Tom Clancy novel, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how they're like, oh yeah, the, the SR seventy one used to have like a second drone built into it that would uh, be used if it was going into a hostile situation, so it wouldn't have to be you know attacked by missiles. Until they realized that the SR seventy one could just outrun the missiles. Yep. The missiles actually do go faster, but they have to catch up to the SR-71, and by the time they do, they're out of fuel. Yeah. So the SR-71 really still can outrun missiles. Uh, I was wrong, by the way. It looks like the F-22 cannot be exported, period. Oh. There are variants that are similar. (laughs) This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Sure. Full metal jacket? No? Uh, No, I I know the reference, Andy. I got it. 
But F-22s were, were in the air. Well, that's good. Not so, just in the air, but combat operations. Double good. So, speaking of military, mm-hmm. U.S. military is using connects. Well, they're they're trying to. They're, they're working on it. Is it, wait, using what? Connects. Oh, like Microsoft, Microsoft Connect. Microsoft Connect. Not like the Connects Lego-ish plastic no. modeling kits. No, no, it's the it's the Okay, because you Microsoft said Connect. Micro, you said the army is using connects, and I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> well, what's a plural for a connect? Connects. That's what I said. I know, but you could have said Microsoft's connects. So they take a, a sand table, yeah, which you can use for topographical stuff there, and the connect will read the sand table and then uh, with another camera overlay actual topographical map data on top of it. Um, that has been done. Really? Well before the Connect. That can actually deal with a 3D sand yeah. table? Yeah. Uh, hang on. Ba-ba-ba. May 22nd, 2008. Ooh. Uh, Looking for who did this. I don't remember who did this. But it was a while ago. But here, let me uh, let me send you the link, Andy. Oh, that looks oddly familiar. <laughs> Never mind. Now this one was was not quite as like up to the second. It had to process it. But here's one from a year and a half ago that was live animation. Well, that's crazy. Right. Okay. So I'm just going to move on to a different topic then. Uh, all right. Yeah. So this is this is not exactly new. This has happened for a while. What's your next topic? What's going on with Destiny? Uh, so are you familiar with Destiny and what it is? It's a shooter, first person shooter. Yep. Uh, multiplayer. Yep. That's about all I got. And pseudo MMO. When you say multiplayer, it's important to to point out, like, it's really kind of like a pseudo MMO. Okay, so sort of like Borderlands, maybe? Kinda, but even more MMO-ish. Like, there's just other people hanging around the planets. Okay. Now, there's only, like, four or five on any planet at any time, but... Because they all have different instances of that planet, but there's other people there. So in Destiny, there's a loot system because it also has RPG elements. So it's kind of like Diablo. Okay. Now picture a spot in Diablo where you could stand there and keep blasting away or shooting or whatever it is, and enemies would keep spawning. So an infinite spawn point. Yep. Well, that kind of breaks the game, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would. So people found a spot like that in Destiny. It was called the Loot Cave (laughs) because you could just sit there and shoot into it, and things would keep spawning. And so people started abusing this, and so Bungie just hotfixed it. I love the the uh, wording of the hotfix. The hive of the holy tre- the, the hive of the holy quote unquote treasure cave have realized the futility of their endless assault on Skywatch and have retired to lick their wounds and plan their next attack. Yep. So no more cave. Oh darn. That's funny. Yeah. I was pretty amused. I got to play Destiny for a little bit. And? It's Halo. Ah, well, it's done by Bungie, so... Uh, right, and, and it's it's Halo. Like, they made it so it would be comfortable for Halo players. Understandable. Yeah. Okay, what else we got? Oh, dang it. Now my Amazon website, my Amazon service is like, would you like to buy an arcade machine? <laughs> no, no, I do not. View or edit your browsing history. Let's just delete those from the history. There we go. So what the hell is Shellshock? Ah, you remember Heartbleed? Yes. So Shellshock is potentially worse. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know what Bash is? Um, I thought it was some sort of command prompt for Linux boxes. Yeah, so I, I don't want anyone to get angry at me for, for giving like the wrong definition. I'm doing this at a super high level. Bash is pretty much DOS. Okay. Right? It's, it's the command prompt. It's to get into the core of the system. 
There has been a security hole in Bash for like 20 years. Oh. That lets you execute code, whatever code you want. So anything running Linux is vulnerable to this. And there's a lot of things that run Linux. Do you know how many things run Linux? A lot. I'm looking at my little weather station here, and it probably runs Linux. Probably, yeah. So, yeah, that's a thing. Um, And the, the problem with this one, Heartbleed just by what it was could be fixed, right? Because it's it's web servers. That was what was vulnerable to Heartbleed, and you can change the web server. Yeah. The mere fact that you can get to it means you have the ability to change it. A lot of things that this would be vulnerable with, Shellshocked, you can't update. No, because it's you'd probably be Linux running on some sort of legacy hardware that... You'd, you'd need to reinstall Linux. Yeah. So, yeah. Because there's so many things That's, that run Linux that are not computer. That's a thing. Wow. Oh, they're computers. They're just not. That's a thing. So I I recommend, um, you know, reading the article, getting yourself aware of it. Will it affect you? Probably not. Apple is panicking because all their stuff for the last five years is running Linux. Oh, good. So good. Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely, totally. So speaking of Apple. Yeah. They released a patch for iOS 8. Didn't they release several? Well, they released one, and it uh, broke many things. Okay. What did it break? um, I'm not sure exactly, but uh, they put it out there. There was a lot of flaws, and it even stopped people from allowing them to make phone calls, which for a phone... um, Kind of important. Yes. Can Can we please start making that transition and stop calling them phones? What do you want to call them? Mobile devices. Or just mobiles. You have mobiles, you have wearables. Isn't wearable mobile? Yeah, but it's it's still different enough from the generic mobile. I don't expect wearables to have quite as much power or um, ability to do things. And True. typically a wearable might have to interface directly with a mobile to get access to like the internet. So a mobile is kind of like the, the overarching... Yep. Okay, I can see that. So yeah, anyway, though, that they released a patch for their mobile devices. Thank you. And, and it uh, broke them. Yeah, it... People it lost the phone aspect of the mobile device. Yes. And also the uh, Touch ID, which allowed people to unlock their phone using their fingers, yeah. also didn't work. Oops. So yeah, it was promptly pulled, and then they promptly released uh, another patch to patch the patch. We broke the patch. Sorry. Yeah. After the first patch was withdrawn, shares in Apple fell 3.8%. <laughs> the company is fallible. <laughs> Which got rid of $20 billion off the value of the company. Yep. I'm looking at the one month and you can see that drop. That was on Thursday? Yep. Wow. Yep. Where it, go, it went from 101 to like 97. Oops. Was Apple's stock actually down? Oh, wow. Huh. Well, it hasn't been a good time for them recently with that whole, quote-unquote, bend gate, which turns well, out... Re- no, recently it, it's, it's gone, it's actually like at record highs. Their their stock is, I don't think it has ever been this high. Ah, well, yeah, since they did what, uh, It got really million? close at the end of 2012, but it, it, it's it's really high right now. Um, but back in mid-2013, it was 60 bucks a share. If you bought Apple in 2013 and sold it even after that like 3% loss from this week, you are making a lot of money. True. I, I saw a really cool quote on uh, actually on Reddit on personal finance. What is the best time to buy stock? And the, the answer is 30 years ago. 
<laughs> right? The best time to buy a stock was 30 years ago. Yeah. It's always true. 30 years, just any time 30 years ago would have been a great time to invest. What is the second best time to invest in the stock market? Now? Right now. Have I gone over this on the show yet? No, but it oh. makes sense. Yeah. I don't remember if I did or didn't. But yeah, right now, just invest now because the stock market goes up. Yeah. That, like even, even if you invest and you lose everything because the market crashes, you haven't lost anything until you sell the stock. Time is your best friend. In the stock market. Yes. Unless you're trying to be one of those day traders and that just that, no, that doesn't work. No, day traders are not a good idea. So we can go back to hacking. Yes. You want to make a smart fridge? <laughs> We're going back to the smart fridge again, really? We're going back to the smart fridge. GE, General Electric, has produced a chip that lets you hack and or mod GE appliances. Basically, they looked at their stuff and said, well, we've got a microcomputer in there. Let's open that up. And so they made a, a little interface board and it plugs into a computer or into a Raspberry Pi, oh, which is a computer. Yeah, but it's a tiny one. So you it's could a put tiny that- and cheap one. So you could attach a Raspberry Pi with one of these to your General Electric fridge and have control over your fridge. Or I like their example here, the load of clothes in your dryer. That it it sends a text, not even a text, just a notification to your phone. Including the option of remotely extending the time. That's just, yeah, that's brilliant. I'm really tempted to start looking into this because that's just so cool that GE has opened it up like that, that they've said, yeah, we'll, we'll just play with it. See what happens. Now, the list of compatible models uh, currently is not... Yeah, and, uh, you know, it'll take a little bit of actual hacking to open it up because you will have to literally open the device and solder things in. I could do that. I do soldering all the time at work now. Okay. Oh, we need an XLR to tip ring sleeve. Okay, I can do that. Cable, done. Yeah. So, but but that's really cool. And and the other part of this was like, so if you combine this with other new hacking tools and maker tools, you could design a cover for it, a 3D case for it, and then print the 3D case on a 3D printer and then just kind of attach it to the device. Think about an oven with some sort of connection with an actual thermometer so the oven temperature can adjust itself. You mean better than the internal thermometer of the oven? Yes. Yep. Or if you put in multiple sensors into the oven so that when one spot in the oven was getting too cool and the other was getting too hot, because that happens, yes. it would turn on the convection fan for 30 seconds, just enough to move things around in the oven. No, this is, a, this is really neat. Or the, uh, you know, I want this thing on the stove... And I want the stove to turn on and then turn off and then turn on because I want it to heat and then cool and then heat. Or something where like, okay, I wanted this to cook in the oven, but I'm not going to get home right away. Can we just like turn it down a little just so it just keeps warm? Yep. And it's in JavaScript. So it's super easy. That's crazy. <laughs> right. Crazy awesome, but still, that's just nuts. I bet the maker groups are just going nuts over this. I hope so, because that's so cool. Like, I now know, if no other company starts to do this, I know what company I'm going to look for for my next set of appliances. GE. If my fridge goes out, I will start looking at a GE fridge. There's about, let's look, 16 fridges on there. Yep. 
if I ever have to replace my range, I'm going to look at GE. I'll probably still look at other things, yes. but I'm definitely going to consider GE, and this is a huge point in their favor. No, this is, this is really neat. Really, really neat. I mean, hell, could you could you imagine, huh, how much time is left on the oven? Check. Oh, okay. Or, oh shit, I'm running late. I have something in the oven. Let me turn down the temperature and extend the cook time. Or, like Thanksgiving dinner, where you normally have like four different things in the oven, you kind of have to do a little bit of a juggling act. If you can get the oven in on that too, so it starts to like lower the temperature a bit. So it's like, okay, I've got the, the turkey in there is at 400, but if I cook it for a while and I can lower the temperature, I can get the green bean casserole in there and the sweet potatoes in there as well and let those cook. Or, or a smart fridge. <laughs> I'll have to double check with Kate, but I think if we ever have a smart fridge, she's just going to mess with it just because she can. Just just to mess with it? I do believe so. What is she going to do with it to mess with it? Uh, remove things out of the fridge and put them back in in different places. Okay. I haven't figured out the rest of it because we don't actually have a smart fridge. So Yeah, sure. So one, uh, two last little bits. First off, uh, the 42nd expedition to the International uh, Space Station is going to be heading up. Yeah. And so uh, the, each of the, the space flights kind of get their own like, little poster and patch in that whole nine yards. Yep. Uh, expedition 42 decided to go with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Of course they did, because 42. <laughs> yeah, because 42. Well, good for them. So that one was almost like a no. <laughs> oh, Expedition 42? I hope they are proud of themselves. Yeah. For being ever so clever. The patch right. is even going to have the uh, hitchhiker thumb on it. That, okay, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So. Uh, last bit of news Comcast did some filings about their merger with T Mobile. Or not T Mobile. Time Warner. Time Warner. Yeah. No, it was T-Mobile and Sprint, but that got canned, and it's AT&T. No, it was AT&T and T-Mobile, and that, that got, got canned. canned. And then T-Mobile and Sprint, and that one's still in the works. No, that got that got canned because uh, the I think the Department of Justice said that they were not going to allow it. And so... SoftBank gave up on it? Yeah, basically. Okay. There was too much resistance from the government, so they decided it wasn't worth the effort. So, okay, so you got... Man, T-Mobile is just, like, toxic for acquisitions. Which is hilarious because Deutsche Telekom really wants to get rid of T-Mobile. <laughs> God like, damn, we cannot sell this company. <laughs> damn it, we, we want to somebody, please. But no, the stupid governments won't let us sell it. Okay, so we have Comcast and Time Warner. You have AT&T, and was it Dish or was it Direct TV? One of the satellite companies. Yeah. Those two are still... Up in the air. Okay. So uh, Comcast submitted a response to the FCC back on September 11th, but due to uh, an issue with the FCC webpage, it wasn't made public until just recently. And Comcast said, well, this is, this is not any sort of thing. They're like, us and Time Warner, we don't really compete. And where we do compete, we're going to diverge those customers. Yeah. So, and they also... stupid. We don't compete with them. I don't care if they're actually another cable company. We don't compete. In zero markets do we compete with Time Warner. Well, there, there are a couple, but they're going to get rid of the... Well, they're going to get rid of to get under the 30% or 33% of the total cable subscribers. Right. Okay, so... So, um, also during the filing, they claimed that there are a bunch of competitors that customers can switch to if they don't like Comcast. Like municipal broadband networks. Which Comcast is heavily lobbying to shut down. Yes. As well as phone companies, which are upgrading their DSL to fiber, which... Comcast controls half of them and is lobbying to shut them down. Plus, the, 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 the rollout for DSL is super slow in rural areas. So you have cable or you have DSL, and the DSL is never going to catch up to cable speeds. Right. And then they also said that... Um, 
For many co- consumers, wireless is a viable substitute for fixed broadband. You don't like us? Use your cell phone. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, so first off, do they do they do they say wireless or do they say like mobile phones or they say because if if they're just talking about wireless internet, that's not a thing. Hold on, I'm loading the actual PDF of the filing. It's taking some time because it's Comcast and they like to talk. God, this is taking. Let's see where wireless shows up. Wireless. 85 times on here. Oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> Search Comcast, for viable alternative. Comcast also notes that mobile wireless telecommunication providers, including Verizon Wireless, AT&T Wireless, Sprint, and T-Mobile, provide high-speed internet access services to residential and commercial customers that are available throughout the United States. And Let certainly- me count the ways. <laughs> Oh my god, so they're, they're saying literally like they can just use their cell phones. Yes, they are literally saying that you could use your cell phone instead of your Comcast cable modem. My cell phone that, I, oh, what's the last time I ran a speed test on this poor boy? I'm downloading a speed test app. Hang on. Go, 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 run. And I'm actually going to do a speed test on my computer too. Let us compare. Okay. God damn, yes, I agree. Certainly faster to get to the speed test on the computer. They're saying the fastest mobile LTE network in the United States can achieve average download speeds close to 20 megabits per second and peak speeds of over 70 megabits per second. Yeah, if you're standing next to the cell tower. And in, you know, that one place where they've actually rolled out that speed on LTE. Yep. So I got seven uh, meg down on the computer. I got four and a half meg down on the phone. Technically, my phone is at broadband speeds. Yes, technically I'm it cast is. might have a valid point. But still, it's kind of like... Uh, if Tom Wheeler did his got his reconstitution of what broadband is through, well, then neither of mine are broadband. Yeah, uh, but really, what it is is like I hmm, I do not think that Comcast saying wireless phones are a viable alternative. Wireless is phones reasonable. or mobile uh, municipal internet, or not mobile, but just yeah. municipal internet. As of May 2013, wow. there were approximately 135 municipal fiber optic networks. Ooh. This, oh. Damn it, Comcast, stop being evil. It's like Comcast is like, oh, you, you, don't, you don't have to. We don't pay. compete. We are, we are all friends. We do not compete. <laughs> we promise we won't attack Belgium. You, you don't have to pay for our sports car. You can take bus. <laughs> but bus, it's not a sports car. Bus, bus still drives the speed Model limit. Model T. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We, we lobbied to shut the bus down. You can drive, you go. You go, go, vroom, vroom. Kate's wondering why you're sounding like Borat. <laughs> I don't know. I, you were going for like a Russian accent somewhere in there? I was kind of going more Eastern European. Okay, because I was going for a German. Ah. Thus the, we promise not to attack Belgium. Yeah, okay, I see where you were going. I was just going with the, the quote-unquote third world Eastern European sort of thing. That is not third world. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Second world? Uh, I think technically second world was supposed to be Soviet Union and the Soviet bloc. Ah, no, former second world then. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on. Happier thoughts. Um, random review. review then? Yep, my turn. Yes. Hack and Slash. Hack and Slash. We talked about this game um, when it was first announced by Double Fine. 
Oh, it's this hack and slash. Okay. Months and months ago. Yes. Where this is the the adventure slash puzzle game uh, that you get to run around with a sword with a broken tip where the sword is a USB. Oh, geez. And so when you attack things, you hack them. And then their their settings appear and you can start messing with their settings. So instead of attacking a block and destroying it, you hit the block and it's like, this block has these properties. And so it's, it's like moves left and it's this and it's that and you can hack the block. And so if you need to push the block, well, you make it pushable and then you give it a number of moves and then you push it and it moves. Hmm. And so the... the the game keeps adding more and more, and I'm I finally got into this part of the game where it's like you can start rewriting the code of the game. What? It's not just you can change the properties of something, you can change what it does. It's not okay, here's an object, so here's its its move speed and its vision and the pattern that it follows. It's what happens when this object is created, what happens when this object is destroyed. Oh, that's just crazy. Yeah. Um they released the source code of the game it's all written in lua but like there was a a when you first gain this ability to to really go into the code there's a puzzle where you get trapped in a cage and you can't hack the cage there's no place to hack the cage but there is a panel that is like the cage's code and so you can dive into this code and it's like door open return false and you change it to be return true and all of a sudden the door opens or you step on a switch and it activates a bridge, but the bridge only goes part way. Well, you can hack the logic behind the switch so that when you step on it, the bridge does more by changing the for loop. That's crazy. It's incredible. It's such a fun game and it's double fine. I mean, the humor is there. So I feel like this is like double fine doing, um, Double Fine teaches programming. Teaches programming along the lines of, uh, what the, the scribble knots? Kinda. This is this is double fine teaches programming. That was my shoulder. Ow. What did you do? I just cracked my shoulder just by putting the arm above my head. Sorry. Okay. How was your run this morning, by the way? Uh eighteen miles, I think. I don't know. My phone was freaking out with the GPS, so I don't okay. know how well it actually tracked my actual distance. Alright. So this game is good. I like it. Um you when you save at different points, um, <laughs> It, it saves it in a version control tree structure. So at any point in the game, you can go back to other points in the game and say, like, I want to try it from there again and take a different branch. And then if that branch doesn't pan out, you can be like, nope, I'm going to go back to the main branch. So it's kind of like what I would do with like Space Quest and King's Quest and stuff, but built in. Yeah, but does it automatically. It's all built in. Well, that's nice. Um, What else is is just amazing about this game heavily heavily moddable i mean you can mod it from inside the game you have access to the game source code oh yeah um it's because you have access to the game source code really easy to glitch out and crash the game so you should learn some programming before you actually try and hack the program well yeah it i i got into at one point uh, I, I finished a puzzle, but just slightly off of what the intended result was because it wasn't very clear where like the borders were. And so I moved from one screen to the other. And somehow, instead of being inside the room, I was outside the room. Huh. And because the wall is a wall and is an impassable space, I could run around the outside of the room. But you could not get into the room. I couldn't get in the room. <laughs> 
And so it started glitching out because I'd get like outside one of the doors and I'd try to go in the door, but I was entering the door from the wrong side. So it didn't know where to send me. So it sent me to a different, it, it messed up. Oh, but it's a fun game. I highly encourage people to check it out. Question is, is it worth the 20 bucks? That's a tough one. I bought it on sale. So this is one that's really nice, but put it on your wish list and wait until Steam says, hey, it's on sale. Put, yeah, wait for a Steam sale. I mean, that's true of most things on Steam. Is there anything on Steam that we've said, buy now, don't wait for the sale? I don't know. Some of them we said, well, yeah, the price is actually decent. Still, it's... This one, I'd, I'd actually put the prices pretty decent. If you're interested in this, if you're interested in programming or a really clever action-adventure game, 20 bucks is not bad. Okay. It's double fine. Yeah, They no. do good work. Yeah. I still haven't actually uh, finished Psychonauts yet. Yep. I need to do that. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Are you spring, summer, fall, or winter? So when we, when we first read this random topic, Kate, Andy's wife, sent a link to both Andy and I. Uh, that is a, like, what is your color kind of thing? What makeup colors complement your complexion? I was so what did a? you come out with, Andy? A? I don't know what that means. It's A? I, that means I think you mostly took the first answers. Oh. I got I mostly Cs. Oh. Uh, choose colors that have yellow undertone. Avoid colors with a red base. So, I guess fall? Medium beige? Plums and mauves? All right, so here's the other question then. If you were internally stuck in one of the seasons, which one would you want to be in? If I were internally stuck? Sorry, ex- en- internally. Eternally. Eternally? Okay. It's one of those words. Internally. What is internally? Words. I, if I you speak were good. eternally stuck, if yes. you were in one of the seasons forever and ever and ever. Yes. They all have downsides. If you were eternally stuck in spring, it would be rainy. And I mean, it, the temperature is good in spring. Yes, but there I is like a the lot temperature of rain. Spring. There's a lot of rain, sometimes snow, because I'm going with the actual dates of the seasons. Yeah. So spring is March 21st, right? April I 21st. So. I don't know when the spring no, equinox it's, is. It's March. It's got to be March. Spring equinox, Friday, March 20th. Yeah. So 20th, 21st, somewhere around there. So late March, right? There's, there's snow in late March from time to time. So you'd have some snow, you'd have allergies, because it's until June 21st. Like, you get the whole range in spring. You get bitter cold, you get uh, really, really, really fucking hot, you get a lot of rain, you get some snow, you get pollen. Everything starts blooming in the spring. So you got lots of allergies. All your allergies go nuts. The summer, oh my god, so hot. So oh my god, forever? Like, every day? Well, not all summers were hot, though. Some of the, This summer, there was a couple days that were hot, but it was pretty mild for most of it. Uh, maybe where you live. <laughs> I had the AC running for, like, the entire month of July mm. and half of August. Fall is nice, except everything is dying. And winter is... Just, no. This is... Brace yourselves, winter is coming. This is why I live in the Midwest. I don't want any one season forever and ever and ever. I like getting all of them because they all have downsides, but they all have good sides too. Spring is 
is new life. It's everything coming back from the winter. It's being uh, fresh. The summer is the time when you get to go outside. You get to get like these good gardens, great crops. Food is delicious. Life is good. The fall is very nice and peaceful. It's relaxing. You get to watch the trees turning. The colors are absolutely beautiful. Right now, the trees outside of my office window are just uh, there's, there's these bright yellow trees and some reds. And then winter, you get to play in the snow. I would not want... This is why I live in the Midwest, is so I don't get one season eternally. If I wanted one season eternally, I'd move to San Francisco. San Francisco is what? Spring internally? Internally? Eternally. Eternally. When someone is eternal. When something is eternal. Eternally is is inside. Antarctica is what? Eternally winter? Winter, yes. Um... Southwest is pretty summery. Yep, there's no place that is eternally spring. Oh, the UK. <laughs> they get some snow, but... Not very often, but when they do, everything shuts down. Yeah, no, that's not true. What about you, Andy? I'd be leaning towards fall and winter for me. Yeah, but that's two choices. I know that's two choices. Yes, I know, I can't. Kate is in shock by my answer. So what season are you? What's your favorite Vivaldi Seasons piece? Well, I could sing you Spring, but I'm not sure if I know any of the others. Okay. We might Everybody to, knows Spring. We might need to come back to this question next week after Andy has listened to Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Do I actually have it in my iTunes? It's on YouTube. Oh, it's, oh, it's on YouTube, yes. My gut answer is going to say Fall. Okay. It's just my gut. Okay. Fall. Are we good? I think so. I, I think, think we're done. Yeah, I think that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>